Welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, number four of 2021. Hope you're doing well. Hope your 2021 is going better than your 2020. It's not hard. <laughs> so I hope you're not one of the very few unlucky people who are having a worse 2021 than 2020. This is the podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist about all things gender, sex, science, dating related. And the comedian pretends he's a relationship therapist too. You basically are at this point, honestly. I think I'm getting to that point. Yeah, I keep like trying to be the therapist for the girl I'm seeing and she's already like, Dude, I don't need your therapy right now. Oh, okay. my God. I feel that. Stop th- being a therapist to me. I'm like, yeah. It's just who I am. Well, there you go. Maybe I'll quit comedy. Maybe I'll become a comedic relationship. <laughs> yeah, like a, why not? A comedy relationship therapy show. Yeah, why? Comedy not? couples therapy. Or what if you kind of like you know how there's like sex, ta- like tantric sex, and then there's like a people have these groups like meditation groups where the aim is you go and laugh. Combine the two. A so laugh sex during retreat. sex. Yeah. Well, they All do that say probably better. <laughs> laughter and orgasm are similar sort of they they uh, trigger similar similar sort of chemical responses within us. One's just a lot more intense than the other yeah so there you go there maybe you it should go. be the first uh that definitely sounds like a cult <laughs> the neil Kohatka cult of uh comedy but you also have sex there you know what it's about time that someone starts a new cult but it's actually good so i reckon well you do know, it you know what they say about cult leaders very charismatic yeah and usually very handsome so therefore i'll be the cult leader so- <laughs> Can you describe a woman as handsome? Because would a girl get offended if I was like, you look very handsome? Um, Because that sort of sounds clean cut and well-groomed and it's something you'd associate more with men. Although I have in novels, uh, especially novels that are from the early 20th century, they they will sometimes describe particularly girls. They'll be like, she looked quite handsome in her school uniform. So it's a more they, they look proper and they look yeah. put together and they look interesting well groomed whereas yeah. pretty and beautiful it's more of an emotional response yeah. that's what it implies I I don't know how I feel about being called handsome You know it's but, another good word that I learned pulchritude what, what the fuck it does that mean It means beauty but it usually in a very literary sense pulchritude so if you say someone's pulchritudinous Pulk- they're very beautiful I probably can't say that pulchritudinous Close enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> yeah, probably don't say that. <laughs> but you know when like guys on Tinder were like trying to kind of show how literate they are and intelligent, so they send all these messages like that. Like, I find you extremely, say the word. <laughs> <laughs> Pulchritudinous. Yeah, I'd be like, no, bye. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Instead, not on Aussie Tinder. It doesn't work. No, not on it's Aussie Tinder. You've got a sick rig, love. Yeah. Yeah, dear. You're hot as. <laughs> oh, so romantic. <laughs> All right. Well, if you listened to last week's episode, Eliza spoke of the various things that women wish men knew in relationships. These are all general things, and, and this was all based off one TikTok that I saw a few weeks ago, and I sent it to Eliza straight away, and it was beautiful. It was just... This is a safe space for men. Uh, tell us what us females should know. I, I, I can't even remember what it was called exactly. We should look at the end of the podcast. I'll, I'll scroll through my phone. I'll find it again just so I can tell you all because the comments on it were beautiful. Mm. 
they were pulchritude in it. No, no, you can only <laughs> use that to describe physical beauty. But uh, it really felt open and honest, and a lot of it seemed like younger boys were really just opening up, and a lot of the things I really identified with. Mm. So last episode we spoke about the sort of things a lot of women wish men would know, and most of them I thought were pretty fair. That's a good sign of your emotional intelligence well, and you can, maturity. <laughs> you can think something's fair, whether you act it out or not. True. Is a different uh, is a different yeah. uh, factor. But <laughs> I thought mo- most of them most of them were fair. Yeah. I think some of them I had a few queries about. But <laughs> let's get to the ones that men wish women know mm-hmm. about. And you know what? Let me just start off. This isn't even on the list, but let me go on a bit about what we did touch on last week, which is. Uh, and I've talked about this on previous podcasts and talking about when you were talking about how women want to feel desired and they want a man who cares about mm. them and gives them, you know, still makes an effort and still wants to date them yes. even when they're in a yeah. long-term relationship. There are so many mixed messages we get and it can be so frustrating, especially for a younger boy. We hear all these things, you know, mm. we hear, I want a guy who's nice. I want a guy who's charming and funny and and gives me flowers and we see all these things on social media Mm -hmm. and the actions just speak so differently yeah and it is so frustrating for a lot of men it's probably a it can be the reason a lot of men become that sort of resentful uh feminist hating uh warrior if you will because Mm. they're so sick of trying so hard of being that quote-unquote nice guy and they really are usually just being very nice they're being quite kind and and being what they perceive as chivalrous and being a gentleman and they get the same response which is i see you like a brother or you know oh you're just I just don't see you in that way. You're too nice. And and it's frustrating because it's you sort of think I'm doing everything you said you wanted. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to this uh, theory about shit testing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it would almost sometimes I wonder, and I wonder if a lot of, you know, men, you, tell me if you agree with this, right? I just wonder if it would be better if, if you do want things that maybe aren't necessarily politically correct in the same way there's this sort of tacit understanding men are very visual and we mm. people just sort of know okay we all want a kind of like a hot really hot girl that's really easygoing and yeah. just wants to have sex all the time which can be frustrating and and really hurtful but at least people sort of know that and sometimes you, you think, well, just be honest, you know, just mm-hmm. if, if if you want the more exciting bad boy type guy that is very much more physically attractive and is going to keep you guessing and, 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 and keep you in this constant state of arousal because you don't know what he's going to do next, just say that. Exactly. We'd rather it be just say that because then we'll often emulate a lot of those behaviours that we think are going to be successful. Yeah. So it, it, it's just quite frustrating when but then this comes down to a lot of the communication issues right it's often um men sometimes need to maybe read between the lines and not exactly look at what is being said but maybe how it's being said or if there are underlying issues and i think this is probably a perfect example of that i think it's hard because at the end of the day i get what you're saying and it, it is true especially about you know women you know, not always kind of desiring guys that are putting in all their effort and being the nice guys. But at the end of the day, the best way I can explain it is this, is like, you know, as a single male, 
most single men in their 20s or 30s, it's mm-hmm. not very often that they have a woman actively pursuing them. And if they do, it might be yeah. one or two kind of thing. But as a female, the lived experience of a female, even, you know, I'm an average woman um, in Sydney and not particularly crazy outstanding in any way but even still as if i'm single i'll be getting pursued whether or not i'm on dating apps the amount of men pursuing me every week is like ridiculous kind of mm-hmm. thing you might have 30 40 50 men messaging you every friday or saturday night and then they all come at me saying well why aren't i you attracted to me i'm nice to you i'm this and that but i'm like okay so 50 men if you're all nice to me do i have to be sexually attracted to every single one of you and want all of you like there is so much of this kind of why isn't she attracted to me or why doesn't she want me when I've done this and I've mm. been like this and, you know, sometimes we just don't want that. And oh. if you're coming at us, you know, you're kind of not actually being nice. You're not a nice person if you're only being nice to try to get sex. I agree. Now, mm. let me just, that's a big point I want to make as well because I don't mm. want to play into the whole nice guy narrative of the guys who just yeah. feel sorry for themselves all day. What I am getting at though is that there are definitely a lot of mixed messages out there for for men yeah. and for younger men mm. and again this is just i'm just saying our experience yeah um and i think it's unfair to to say oh, i'm nice therefore i'm entitled to something mm. but when you're constantly inundated with you know stories and 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 i mean you know fairy tales and just the whole culture scape is constantly telling you be the gentleman, be the, yeah. you know, the, the the hopeless romantic that runs after her at the end of the movie and mm-hmm. all these things throughout your childhood and adolescent, adolescence are telling you to be this. And then not only that, you hear women complaining about their boyfriend who doesn't care about them yeah. or, their, or their, uh, the men that have cheated on them and treated them like crap. And you, and you just think, well, how can I have, how can we have any sympathy for this? Because yeah. you it really is true that there really were those guys that had those traits that mm. you maybe weren't physically attracted to. Mm. Now, I would also, yes, I'd also, um, and I have in previous podcasts, I've challenged those men who have those sorts of ideas and say, mm. no, it's probably on you. Like just being nice isn't something that she needs to be attracted to or she will be attracted yeah. to. But for this podcast, I think I just want to, you know, voice the concerns for what I believe is a common experiences and frustrations so for true. men mm. without maybe, you know, overanalyzing them to a degree uh, that is, uh, well, unnecessary for the mm. purpose of this one, mm. which is just, we just want to vent, actually. Yeah. And that comes to one of these other ones on TikTok, all right? Sometimes we want to vent and we want to complain and we want to, you know, have our feelings heard uh, and... Women will try one up you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, well, you don't, you know. Then what about mm. what this? What about what mm. I've been through? And it's like, well, come on, like, don't invalidate what we go through as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a that's a big one, I think. And what I find interesting about this is that often, you know, when a, when a male says to another guy, you know, oh, I've had a rough week, you know, I um I lost my uncle, it's been kind of shit. This his male friend, right, is likely to be like, oh, shit, sorry, man, that's rough kind of thing. 
and something kind of simple and yet nice. Whereas women relate to each other by sharing shared pain and trauma. So she's probably thinking, I'm going to show him like in, in some women might be like, well, by me saying, oh, my uncle died too and this and that, you know, we learn through socializing and social talking and that's how we bond, that that can be their intention. But on the other hand, women can be so dismissive of men's um, kind of pain, especially when it's emotional um, and be like, well, you know, that's really tough that your uncle died, but my mum died. So what do you think's worse kind of thing? And it's kind of shit because it's not like no one's invalidating how much grief you'd be in because your mother died, but you're also got your own grief. You know, it's comparing a broken arm to a broken nose. You're both still in pain. It's exactly it. And every time that happens, that's why there's this huge thing of men saying, well, when we do try to open up, we just get shut down for it. What's the point? We just told you, look, I, again, have pretty nuanced ideas about this and I think emotional resilience is something is a virtue that we should be striving for but at the same time just coming back to the idea of venting uh and complaining Mm. you know I think especially if you're in a long-term relationship sometimes just and I think that's a good thing men you should look for as well in a woman if you're uh talking about some of your trials and tribulations going on in your life uh yeah of course you need to be a support for her you need Mm. to be a shoulder to cry on but you know look at the way she responds to you opening up as well and if she's dismissive or if she's you know turned off by it that's not a healthy person that's that's very toxic and you should you should be wary of that i think that the thing to look out for is you know when we just dis- when women dismiss you or or whatever that's kind of obvious but it's the subtlety where it's like you might disclose to me um something that you've gone through or that you know you're you have anxiety or depression yeah and then if she responds being like oh that's so hard the thing is like it just makes me feel a little bit worried like how are you gonna be a parent when I have a baby like isn't that going to make you like really anxious you're not going to be around and she makes it about okay how is this actually going to impact me and that's very triggering because I've been in that situation and it's not nice at all it's not nice at all uh because it's almost as though well I just need to be this rock and you know you're allowed to be very emotional and you're allowed to uh be sensitive and i think okay look there's something to be said about gender roles mm-hmm. and there is it's we don't completely throw the baby out with the bathwater there and it it's also again comes down to what was similar in the first thing i said which is this what we hear is very different to the action sometimes mm-hmm. so we hear constantly oh we want men to open up we want our boyfriend to be more sensitive tell me how you feel and we do it and then we, it, it's never a good experience. Yeah. Never. So yeah. that's a really um, pertinent and important thing that I think women could work on. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't say it's never a good experience because some women okay, yeah, no, sorry, when I say are never. like empathetic and no, understanding. And this is a sign of emotional maturity. And we have to kind of, you know, women get pursued by men and we get chased by men and we get courted most typically by men. So it kind of, you know, they accidentally can fall into this category of assuming that it's about men kind of proving themselves to women or, or demonstrating to women their worth or whatever. But 
which is bad, obviously, for women to kind of fall into that trap. So I think that if your partner, a female or whatever, is doing that, this is a sign that they don't actually have emotional intelligence or enough emotional relationship maturity to kind of recognize their own responsibility and take accountability and recognize that you're a human that has your own lived experiences and it's not about me. Mm-hmm. If you have anxiety or depression or like a very common one is performance anxiety with sex and then women are like, well, clearly you're fucking cheating on me or you're not attracted to me and kind of yeah. thing, making it very completely triggering. about themselves. Been yeah. in that in- Pretty much very, okay, very similar position. Mm. And it comes, look, all of these things are interlinked because then the jumping to conclusion thing, okay, that if a man does have performance anxiety or if he is detached a little bit, you don't jump to these conclusions of like, oh, he's into someone else or like, oh, he's not into me or he's just been watching porn all day. Mm. That's so unfair and and it shows... A huge insecurity really yeah it's really frustrating as well especially mm. and what is the most frustrating is if then the man actually says and he's and he's yeah okay there are some men out there that lie and are fuck boys or whatever yeah. but if he's being honest and saying no this is actually what's happening and then the girl has already convinced herself no, I know you're just saying that. It's because you like that other girl yeah. at work. Yeah. No, like, no. I, mm. I, why am I lying to you? Like, yeah. you're the girl I love. Why? It's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. So believe your boyfriend or partner when he is actually saying something like, even if you feel like there's some other issue there where he's maybe cheating or being dishonest or mm. whatever, just try, like, have trust. Yeah. Because if, if yeah. you don't have trust, it's such a cliche. So you give it If you don't have trust. There's no relationship there. There's nothing. That's so true. There's a lot of like societal expectation, especially when it comes to sex, on men to always be willing. And then when as soon as a man says, actually, I'm not in the mood, it's like, what the hell? Like what man rejects sex or says no? It's like complete disbelief and shock horror. Like, well, you say no every Tuesday and Thursday night. Like, you know, relax. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I know there are certain dynamics here that are often very attractive. It's very attractive when a man is in control of his life and is doing very well Mm. and is emotionally, uh, he has emotional fortitude and he's not sort of struggling. It's Mm. an uncomfortable truth, but it can be very attractive. Mm. And I think men should really be cognizant of that. And your girlfriend isn't there to just you know, take care of every emotional whim that you may have. Mm. However, especially if we're going to live in this progressive side and we're going to expect certain things to change, that's the big thing that I can And I've, I've said this on a lot of podcasts. So going way back to, I think, our second podcast, which is it's not an issue if, um, you know, if women are just honest and say, yeah, we like men who are over six foot, mm. Um but then don't get upset if we say, all right, we prefer women who aren't fat, right? Yeah. Like, just be like, if we're all just more honest, I think everyone will be a lot happier. In a similar way, if you want a man who's very stoic and manly and, and sort of rough around the edges, um, but then is sort of sensitive and nice to you, just, you know, just say that. Don't sort of go on and on on social media about, I want a man who goes to therapy and is really open about his problems and mm. all these things. That it just, you know, yeah. be honest. That's the big thing, yeah. right? And Great. it'll be more, much more appreciated if that were the case. All right. Um, 
So yeah, stop overthinking and just ask. That's pretty similar to what I suppose I just talked about. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. jumping to the conclusions things and the overanalyzing. And the overanalyzing. Yeah. But I, you know, even I do things like that. Um, that's just something uh, that everyone should really work on. You'd just be so surprised though. That That is definitely, I think, a female thing. It's crazy how many times a day probably mm. I'll have my friends, particularly single friends, message me a screenshot of a conversation with the guy that they're dating or going to be dating and he'll be like, see you at five, full stop. And she'll be like, why was there like don't doesn't this look cold he looks no moody or whatever he's yeah, not yeah. interested in me like yeah. should i cancel this day what do i do kind of thing and i'm like no it's don't look into it he just said he'll see you at five like, well yeah look every yeah. because i don't think that's necessarily just a female thing i think a lot of guys do that too mm. uh Everyone, I think, just needs to take a step back and relax and understand. If you practice mindfulness, you understand that your mind is often telling you stories and exaggerating yeah. things, mm. exaggerating stresses mm-hmm. and anxieties because that's a self-serving, that has a self-serving effect. Yeah. So you can take a rational approach when you're experiencing those emotions and say, I'm almost certainly exaggerating it. Yeah. So a lot of um, people reduce it by 50%. actually say that it's it's helpful to be like, start your sentence with the story I'm telling myself is that he doesn't want to see me because he sent a text saying I'll see you at five. So by starting your thought with the story I'm telling myself is can instantly put you more into a logical mindset rather than and rational rather than emotional. Yeah. So that's good. And then if you are, if you do have things on your mind, if you do have concerns and doubts, talk about that's it. Bloody do not do this thing where like, Seven months later, you bring this up out of... I'm sitting on the couch watching yeah. TV. Let's yeah. make it really cliche. I'm sitting on the couch. I've just sat... It's always... I just sat down and then it comes out of nowhere and I'm completely caught off guard. So I get defensive Yeah. and then you get mad because I've, you know, yelled at you or something. Yeah. Like, it, it's so unhealthy. Just talk about it as soon as... Those, uh, you know, if you're feeling a bit confused, just always have the self-doubt with it. So, hey, it could just be me. But yeah. if you just start, in, like if, yeah. like you said, if it's like this is a story I'm telling myself or, hey, it could just be me, I could be acting irrationally, but this is something you did and this is how I felt about mm-hmm. it. And then, if you again, if you're on the receiving end of that, don't immediately get, oh, you're crazy. Just, just say, all right, let me th- put myself in your perspective. Just... It, it, these yeah. are the things to just stoke the, not stoke, um, fan, not fan the flames of the fire, really just reduce the fire. Yeah, exactly. Whatever the cliche is. Exactly. Um, okay, so I wanted to get to this one because this is, I know in my life this has been very frustrating, okay, and it was a, such a common comment on this one TikTok. Mm. It was, I'm in a relationship with you, not your friends. Oh, yeah. Okay? This is so triggering for a lot of dudes, <laughs> yeah. all right? Because why do you, if you're being indecisive and you can't make up your mind about me or our relationship or even how you feel about me, and then your friend will say one little thing who doesn't know me, hasn't spent the amount of time with me that you have, doesn't know me inside and out, all my mm. fears and my vulnerabilities like you do, and you're willing to just listen to them mm. about not about what you have with that person, not the friendship you have, but our relationship. Yeah. What does that say about you? Yeah. You know, it is it is 
the most infuriating thing when, you know, I've had exes who just everything's been going well. And then, and then one little, you know, one of her friends was like, oh, I don't like his comedy. He just seems a bit like he talks about sex too much. It seems like he's sex obsessed. And then uh-huh. she got that idea, in her, and yeah. then she could, she, and, and it, that was so persistent then. Yeah. And it like really actually hindered our sex life. Yeah. Because a friend made a passing remark, and and also friends will say things like, "Oh, he's actually, you know, I didn't realize he was. I've only seen him on the internet, and he's actually looks different in person, or he's like oh. short or something like that." And oh. then oh, I never saw, I never thought of it that way, and now I see you that way. It's like, yeah, how. Yes. infuriating is that that like mm. all this time we've spent together the way you've perceived me the way you've uh you know def- defined me and seen me mm. uh through your eyes is so easily influenced mm. now i know you care about your friends i'm not saying don't yeah you know some of these comments were like don't even talk about our relationship to your friends no i think it's healthy to have as long as your friends uh aren't just you know, they're, they're also thinking about it rationally. Yeah, um, that's the thing. you got to be so careful because for, for both of those scenarios, I've definitely experienced the, you know, a friend making a passing comment once and it threw me and it changed everything for me and I was so stressed about it mm. that I had to call my mum and my other friend being like, is this true? Like, do you think this is about my whatever boyfriend? And they're like, no, no, no. It's, like, but it's kinda, your decision yeah, to make. That's the thing. It throws you. But sometimes when you respect someone's decision so much and someone that you really is like, okay, this person is like the epitome of rational and mature. If they see this, have I missed it? This actually happened to um a friend of mine um, in reverse. Basically, she's had a boyfriend mm-hmm. and her friend had told her, your boyfriend is abusing you, but you're not aware of it. And she was like, came to me straight away crying and was like, is this true? Like, am I not seeing it? I don't understand. And I was like, no. Like, But I knew in that moment, I kind of almost had like the final say on her relationship because she was so convinced. Like, what if, what if she was right? And I'm being so manipulated that I can't even see it. Well, okay. Look, then I think maybe even it's an issue because I understand we respect our friends' opinions and we care about these people and it's... I'm not saying don't take into account their opinions and things, but when it's like a passing remark, yeah, you know, that's, let it that's go. when it's the most frustrating. All right, if it's this persistent thing where they first said, hey, we think this person's yeah. a bit unhealthy for you and that's been ongoing, then mm. you start to think about it. But mm. if it's like, oh, he was a bit, he was rude or like, oh, I don't think he's, you know, I he dated another girl from my high school and, he was a, you know, he was mean to her or something, and then, yeah. you know, drop it. Like, that's it. Don't change your entire. That's it, it. it says more about the yeah. girl, if anything, right? Yeah. Because whose opinion do you how, value more? Exactly. Yeah. How? What a lack of fortitude and yeah, and and I would even say that it's maybe a symptom of lacking self worth because you're mm. you're so fragile with the way you can perceive mm. someone and something and. Yeah, that one. I know I'm going on about that. No, it's a good one. It's like I've got jokes about this and everything. It's like my friend had a good analogy where he's like, um, and even then if there's like a fight or a conflict that's happened, you know, okay, I understand you're going to go to your friends. I'm probably going to go to my friends too and talk about it, but they're all our friends are always going to be on our side they don't mm. know the full pick. they're not a fair you know there's a reason why in a court you get 12 random people 
Yeah. In the jury. You don't get 12 bias, of your yeah. freaking girlfriends on the stand because, like, <laughs> then, of course, they're going to find me guilty, okay? True. It's so – it's just so infuriating when, like, you're going to explain a conflict from your perspective to your friends. Like, mm. of course, it's going to sound like I'm a total asshole. So, so true. So just keep that in mind. If you are going to vent, you, again, do it. Like, again, no one – is saying don't talk to your friends or don't vent or don't complain or whatever, but please just be aware of the bias that's occurring yeah. here, okay? Um, and if you're just actually, are you seeking advice or are you seeking validation? Yeah, that's so a big thing. That's, that's a another huge one. Thing. I actually don't share relationship issues that I have with um, friends. Unless someone were to do something really terrible to me, I would probably tell my friends, but by then it'd probably be, they'd be gone anyway. But okay. I don't like to share really personal things or share things about my partner or anything like that but well to be fair like I haven't really had any boyfriends really like fuck me over ever but I have had people piss me off obviously but it's not something I will go and tell my friends about because your friends will form like you said they're going to form they're going to be on your side but they're also going to form opinions of him and it's going to impact their view on your boyfriend or um, their view on you as the boyfriend if she's consistently going and saying these things, especially to family as well. Like I'll say to my boyfriends, like you can, it's always up to you, but I don't think that you should tell your parents only when there's an issue or when we've had a fight or anything like that, because sometimes that's the only thing they hear. Like it's not very that's often thing, that I'm yeah. not going to sit down with my friends and be like, oh my God. So last week, my boyfriend did this. He gave me a massage, cooked me dinner every day of the week. Like, you sound like a dickhead. Yeah. So, well, not even that. Just although it, you could be dating someone for three months and for two months and 29 days of those three months, it's not that he's giving you massages or, yeah. or like taking you on amazing dates, but he's, he's just being a decent boyfriend, yeah. right? And then he does one thing mm. and then that's what you tell your friends and family yeah so that's the perception they get exactly. they have a skewed idea as well so uh just be aware of these biases and a lot of the comments on this thing were were actually saying hey something's in our relationship it's a it's a yeah you know we're in a pretty special relationship we should keep those things special now i do think it's healthy to have friends that you do open up to and and, and talk to but Please just be aware of these biases. It's so, yeah. so frustrating. And people you know? gossip. It's not worth it. You tell someone, they're going to tell other people that have mutual friends and be like, did you hear what her boyfriend did or what he said? And that's going to be it when he's made one mistake or one fuck up kind of thing. And even as the friend, when someone asks me, like, what's your opinion of this guy I've started dating after I've met him? If I have like... Mm, not sure. Unless I have genuine concerns or worries, I will always just say, here's the positive things I see about him and leave it at that. Because if I say like, oh, I kind of thought he was a little bit like awkward, that's going to be all she thinks about. Like, and I know you hate that, but it's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> again, I don't... Just say positives. Yeah. Like <laughs> I... First of all, yeah. Okay. If, if you have a friend that's going to talk to you about their um the person there maybe dating now that i think of that because i usually give quite honest mm. opinions of what i think so maybe something for me to think about as well <laughs> um, um but fair enough you know if, if you are a friend think about what you say but i always err on the side of always be honest so mm. be honest i'm i'm just thinking more you know like listen to your friends and listen to them for advice but please just 
Look, it's one thing if it's someone you've gone on three dates with. That fair enough. Yeah. Like, you don't know them. If you've been in a relationship for a year mm. and you've spent intimate, like just mm-hmm. really special time together, and again, it's this like you know one sentence or like just a few remarks, and you change your entire. You know, I've had mates that have been like, oh, um, everything was going so perfectly in this relationship, and then her friends basically just. She one day she just out of nowhere just decided to break up with me, oh. and I found out it was because again I haven't heard her story. We yeah. always do this as well. We always hear one side of the story and think it sounds horrific. Um, he he said, "Yeah, friends just convinced her that he wasn't good for her," mm. and and that was and it. she couldn't make the decision. Like make the decision for yourself. Yeah, you know it's it, it's. Yeah, <laughs> it's super frustrating. All right, well, it's <laughs> good. It's good to bend. It Get is. Off my chest. Um, tell us what we were doing wrong so I can fix it. <laughs> Look, this no. can, goes into conflict with <laughs> what you were saying. Just read my mind. <laughs> so there's just this is just a very generic difference between men and women, where women sort of want men to ask and and sort of take the initiative to show that they care and ask about what could be going wrong, whereas men are like, we're just very direct communicators. Mm. If there's something wrong, tell us. And we and they will fix it almost, yeah. especially if it's a good point in the relationship. Yeah. They'll they'll do it. They'll be happy to fix it. They'll yeah. almost be happy to change it, assuming it's not some ridiculous request. So uh if you it it seems really it's hard to sometimes have sympathy when you hear stories of, you know, it he can tell that I'm upset every time he does this, but he never changes it. Well, just tell him. Like, yeah. why, why are yeah. you sitting there complaining about this when you're not actually just talking about it? Yeah. And, and again, I, if he's then shutting you down or making you feel bad for opening up, then that's a problem. But if uh, you're just refusing to even talk about it, that's maybe something to work on. Yeah. Because it could be a symptom of, uh, anxiety or conflict avoidance and, and things that aren't mm. particularly healthy. Aren't? Or just kind of proving to yourself that he's not worthy because he hasn't brought up this issue with me that he's not even aware of. Mm-hmm. Normalize checking in with your partners, like weekly or monthly. Be like, what are you happy about? What's going well for us? What do you want me to like? How can I make you feel more supported in this relationship? What will make you feel better? Yeah. And and just say, yeah. and, and even if it's something where it's like, oh, there's this one thing, but I'm not sure about. It's probably mm. just better to say that because yeah. otherwise it can sort of build up. And again, yeah. it can be that thing where like, just please avoid that where just this mountain of things come out in six months and you're like, oh my God, like I, I don't want to deal with this now. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, when I say no, I also mean no. That seems very fair enough. Fair enough. If a man... Uh, doesn't want to have sex, respect that as well. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, when I'm upset, don't compare it to your own struggles. Well, we sort of we talked about that. Mm. Uh, don't pressure me to talk. I'll open up when I'm ready. This is the one I was telling you That's that I, interesting I struggled with and I fall into the trap of doing that as well because I hate not knowing and I'll be like, this it's okay. Just tell me. <laughs> Talk to me. That is an interesting yeah. one. Um, I can't say I've really 
experience too much of that, but I suppose I can understand, I can definitely understand it. And it's pretty clear mm. what they're asking women to understand. Uh, don't, you don't, sometimes it can take a while for if I assume there's some sort of un, an issue that's making him upset or mm. something going on in his life. And he maybe it's just in that classic men are from Mars, women from Venus book where a lot of men, when they do have problems and issues, it's not the same mm. as women where they, bond by um talking about it and then women will say yeah i also experienced that by Mm. this sort of thing it's i need to be alone for a bit and figure this shit out yeah and let him have his space yeah see i see both perspectives because you know that when for either gender when someone your partner's upset or bothered and you Mm. don't know the reason for it your mind's going to get paranoid and you're going to think, what's happened? Like, have I done something? Has he cheated? Have I fucked up? Like, what what's happened here? And you almost, you want to know, not so much so you can support him, but because you want to relieve your own anxiety. I get that too. Yeah, yeah that's very fair yeah. enough. Uh, maybe, you know, if you are in a position where you're not super comfortable talking about your feelings or opening up as, as a man, maybe just say, you know, look, I'm not really comfortable talking about that yet, but just know that it's not yeah, you and it's not exactly. got that's, to do with this relationship. It's as simple as that. That's I'm the same, whereas when I have, like, issues, I don't like to talk about it, especially because, you know, during my work, I see a lot of, like, really, really horrific things that can – sometimes I can't help but take home, like, in terms of child abuse and things like that. Mm. And my boyfriend or whatever will be like, what's wrong? I can tell something's wrong. And I might be like, I'm okay because I don't want to go into it um falling into the unfine trap but nowadays i will just be like look i'm i'm impacted by you know things that have gone on at work it's nothing to do with you i love you but i don't have the energy to talk about it like i don't have anything left in my cup or or tank to discuss it so i just want to leave it like just kind of relieving that person's anxiety of this there's not some serious like i don't have cancer and i don't i'm not gonna leave you tonight kind of thing i'm just stressed for sure, for sure. Again, all this is, you know, healthy communication is mm, the key, key, guys. It's key. Um, this one's not on the list, but I just thought about it. Uh, you know, sometimes we want to feel beautiful too. Yeah. And uh, if we've put in an effort, you know, if we've been working out, yeah. if we've uh, got some nice clothes on, comment on it. Like say, hey, you look handsome tonight, you look sexy tonight, yeah. something like that. That makes us feel pretty good. Actually, one of the you comments know? I saw um, was Say it. was that, but the opposite. As in, wasn't saying don't comment on my body, but it was like give me compliments other than my um, body and sexiness, like my eyes or my laugh. Like men don't hear yeah, compliments okay. like that. Um, it depends what you value and see what you, yeah. I suppose, are working on, or what you yeah. maybe see as valuable in yourself. And maybe know what your partner likes to hear. That's yeah. a big thing, you know. Yeah. If your partner likes to get that "Hey, beautiful" message, or maybe feel, makes them feel a bit icky, like just yeah. some people are different there. But mix it up. I like to just like you know every like week or two to cycle around something else, being like, "Oh my gosh, you have the nicest brown eyes," or like, "Oh, look at your shoulders, they're so sexy." And then the following week, it'll be something else. Like you know, cover all yeah <laughs> aspects, but no, be genuine. <laughs> you, you, you get that on your, your Tinder and that you know you'll have girls who are into you being like, oh, that one photo, you look so good there or whatever, like mm. g- look good with your shirt off or whatever. But then in a long-term relationship, that yeah. it stops after a while. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I think that would be for both men and women. Yeah. I think they would both, you know what, they both appreciate that. So that's, a, that's something that I think we can both agree on. 
Um, don't neglect my efforts to support you because you are traumatized from previous relationships. <sighs> yeah, That's this is such another, a good one. This is yeah. so... I've touched on this on other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, it, it is so frustrating. And also I would say not fair when you are judging me or like acting towards me or have your walls up towards me or to your current boyfriend because of the bad way another guy treated you okay yeah. i'm very sorry and i want and most men who love a woman will be wanting to help them get through mm-hmm. that but when they feel judged or when there's an assumption made because there's a trigger point from a previous relationship oh you liked this other girl's photo and and in her previous relationship that was what he was doing all the time, but she didn't realize he was cheating. Yeah. So then immediately, there's a you know, correlation. There's an assumption that yeah. I'm cheating, right? It's yeah. it's so unfair and it's it's really unhealthy. It, it that's yeah. how you get into this pattern of like all men are the same. Yeah. All men suck. Men it's because trash. you have a confirmation yeah. bias because mm-hmm. okay, two men have hurt you. Yeah. So then you just see little things that any other man does as similar to what they did. Yeah. And then you think, oh, they're just all the same. Or even when they're being perfect and nothing's happening, it's you you test them by doing toxic things to make them prove to you, oh, they are like other men. So you'll be psycho, like ratchet and do something crazy, kill your cat, and then you get upset. Sorry, Shorty. What we the love fuck? You. All right, and that's, then maybe that's, not kill your cat, but like do something. What are you talking about? Like flirt with your friend or something. Jesus. Or do something to get you yeah. upset. And the second you get upset, she'll be like, see, I knew you were like other men. Like always aggressive or whatever. No, that needs to. Yeah. That's not. It's not fair. It's not fair because you're judge. Well, you're being. That is discrimination in a way, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, one Muslim is a terrorist. Yeah, well, they're all exactly. terrorists. Like, you're d- being a racist. Don't get into a relationship <laughs> with a man again until you can trust men again. Yeah, please work. Look, yeah. if you've had a traumatic experience, which we all do, and we're very sad for you, and, and we. No, sorry, that, <laughs> that's look, so that came across badly. Genuine. I'm sorry. Uh, we really. No, look, we, we do really feel sorry for you, and it's just when. You get into a relationship with someone like that um, and they're always sort of comparing you. You know, th- if your boyfriend buys you flowers or does something else, do not, please, for the love of God, do not say, oh, that's so nice. Oh, my ex never did that. Like, do yeah. never say that. Okay. Yeah. That's just, your means you're thinking about your ex still. Yeah. And like you're comparing. I don't, that's the last thing you want to hear. Yeah. You know, it, it's just so super toxic yeah and i think you need time alone to really or worse yet when you buy flowers and she's like why do you feel what do you feel guilty about because why else would you bring me flowers out of the blue what have you done kind of like yeah assumptions why are you, based why are you on being so boots? nice to me i yeah. don't trust it that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah 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 just all that um look up my toxic girlfriend's video if you want to know more behaviors <laughs> um although that's co- comedy so i did hyper exaggerate it a lot i'll watch it uh and then there's the insecure boyfriends one too, saying so you can watch both. Well, those. good. Um, yeah. Equality. Uh, yeah, that. In fact, I want to spend more time on that one because that one is just. There was a lot of comments about that, mm. and my God, it's just. Yeah. So don't neglect my efforts to support you. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if I am actually trying to help you or something, or if I, um, you know, genuinely am making an effort. 
you know, it, it's really hurtful if if then some other previous thing has come up. And then there's this wall that you have because, you know, if, if you feel like it's getting way too serious, you've been hurt in the past, so now you try to push someone away because you feel like it's getting to that same point. And like that, please just be... Again, mindfulness is a big... Mm. Can be uh, an antidote to a lot of these issues because makes us think about our feelings. It makes us observe our feelings, first of all, and then think mm. about them a lot more rationally and exactly. understand, you know, this is a learned response for a trauma that could, oh, God, I sound like such a yeah. hippie, but I sound like it's such so a white true, girl. It's so true, though. The <laughs> thing is... a learned <laughs> re- subconscious response to a trauma that you've experienced, then you don't need to listen to it. Are you just quoting me? <laughs> just kidding. But the thing is, though, I'm is... I'm a white girl. <laughs> you, you are on, on the inside. I, I am. We're all a white girl on the inside. I'm a white girl in a... Be mindful. Brown man's... Communication is key. <laughs> nah, but it's so true. And if you have experienced like anything to do with mental health, trauma, breakups or attention-seeking behavior for either gender and someone is doing nice, genuine things for you and you're responding with, you don't mean that or that's not really like... You're just saying that. You don't actually think I'm pretty or like you just got me those flowers because you felt pity for me. It's so exhausting to hear those things as the partner where you're like, then what's the point of me doing nice things when I'm being punished for it? Like you can't win. Look, men are like, (laughs) we're like dogs in in a way, right? We need positive reinforcement. If you want us to do certain things, right, we've got to feel like we are going to, Get it, it, it sounds, you know, it can be construed as toxic that, oh, by being nice, we expect a reward. But at the end of the day, it's not even a human thing. It's this is just deep psychology of every living being, it right? Absolutely. This is just ba- is. basic behavioral psychology where, yeah. you know, they do experiments for rats. And, and speaking of some animals, right? Um, they, they do experiments. And uh, if they learn a certain behavior that gives them a treat, they're going to do that behavior. Okay, it's exactly. as simple as that. And it even comes back to the nagging thing, right? If you want us to do something, <laughs> I need it. The camera needs to. Oh. <laughs> the camera needs to see. She, she, now she learns not to jump up. Right? So <laughs> the camera needs to see me when I say this. So if you want us to do something, right, we need to feel like we're, it comes to, this is in a there's relationship There's value thing, in right? doing The that. reason yeah. people can often act so virtuously is because there's this promised idea of heaven and things like, you yeah. know, really getting into deep, yeah, is, not even human psychology. Is that really even true, like altruism exactly. or is everyone inherently self-serving, even if you spend your entire life volunteering? It's so exactly. true. And people get so kind of, wound up about this whole idea of like, you know, humans are like dogs, reward them. But it's it's true. That's why, you know, that's why we raise our kids when they pick up something or they do something. We're like, oh, good job, Tommy. That's so good. Mm. And it's the same for why, like, you know, one of the most pos- um, impactful uh, psychology techniques is positive psychology or mm. strength-based and being like, well, thank you for sharing that and being vulnerable, Neil. That's really impressive and brave of you. Like that is a reward for you <laughs> kind of thing. That, well, that validation. Brave, yeah. But, you know, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Please uh, do not, if you want, first of all, if you, if you have this idea that, and I do really feel sympathy, you know, for if, if you have been hurt in the past and things, but again, if you want a, a man or a boyfriend to treat you in a certain way, 
you probably have more power than you realize. I'm not saying being manipulative and things like that, but mm. yeah, if you're going to punish someone when nice things are actually done and an effort is made, and you're going to just assume you do, what do you, what do you want from me? I feel like he wants something yeah. from me. Well, well, he probably wants appreciation. That's what exactly. he wants, right? Exactly. And and then we get into all right. We can get into some sex things here, right? Um, yeah. Sex isn't just for for a lot of men sex really is quite a bonding mm. mechanism as well like it's not just we just want to get in and like and like fuck you and objectify you i mean yeah like sometimes sex is like that and it's fun but um in a long-term relationship it can it, it i would almost say it's pretty vital essential yeah. you know it needs to be it should be occurring and if it's not yeah don't pressure people but you need to sort of be inquisitive about that. Mm. And you need to sort of wonder, okay, why isn't this happening? Because Even if you're just coming to the conclusion that, okay, neither of us actually really want to be intimate and we're happy with that, then that's fine. But still think about it and be curious about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I agree because I totally understand from a woman's perspective if you get into this uh, long-term relationship and he's just at 9 o'clock at night, oh, come on, let's go, let's go. Mm. That is quite unattractive um at the same time for for a man to feel loved and appreciated he also wants to be wanted he Mm. wants to be designed physically and then he's Mm. probably going to put in a lot more effort if he feels like you're really attracted to him and 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 you see him as this really hot amazing boyfriend and you pursue him sometimes and initiate i think is another big one for women needing to do more of that would be huge yeah like Mm. whenever a, a a I can tell you for a fact, like that's always. Yeah. I remember it to this day. <laughs> um, what well, one, one, the no, one time? It's happened more than once, but you know, it's great. It's a great yeah. feeling, and then that comes down. This other thing, like, look, we want to be, we want to spoil for once as well. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, there's this idea that you know, I want, I expect to be treated like a queen, and I expect yeah. all this stuff, and it's like, fine, treat him like a king then. Buy him flowers. Who cares? Bring your man flowers. Do something. Bring I'd him like chocolates. No, Bring like, him donuts. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think any, even like yeah. the most hardened rough man, if the woman he's in love with was like, how about you flowers? He's going to fucking throw it on the ground. Yeah, he's not going to be like, I'm not a fucking woman. Like, <laughs> he's going to like that too, right? Yeah. It doesn't always have to be a sexual thing at all. Yeah. Like, you know, t- give him a... Make him feel special one day. Yeah. Maybe do... I know this is seen as sexist or whatever, but like... Cook for him. Give him a blowjob. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the one that just said it doesn't have to be sexual, but yeah, sure. Like, um, you know, make give him a bit of a special day. Pamper him a little bit. I like, do that. I love giving my boyfriend facials. Like, do the whole like two hour head massage, face mask, like yeah. everything, it's, massage and well, oils. Yeah, it shows that you care. Yeah. and it's so and and you know. It's not just like sleeping with him is not the only way that it shows that you care, right? Mm. There's other things you can do. Yeah, find out what what will be what he's interested in, like whether it be like you have to sit through an episode of Star Trek because it's his favorite show or Doctor Who or something. Yeah, and vice versa, and vice yeah. versa, right? Like sit through some Vampire Diaries. Put, you know, <laughs> if you like that person, maybe you don't have the same interest as them, but like. How hard is it once a week to watch something they like to watch or do yeah. something they like to do? It's it's and you, sh- yeah, you might think, well, I don't enjoy it, but 
you should ideally you should enjoy making them happy. Yeah, exactly. So that unless it's like make golf, an effort, in which case I understand. Or cricket. Depends. On, I don't know if you love him, make an effort. <laughs> I must not love him. <laughs> um, I was going to say something more on that on that point. Um, we want to be spoiled for once. Something else I wanted to see. Ah, if I come back, if It'll I remember come back it, I'll, I'll come back to it. All right. What is this? It doesn't mean I don't love you because I want time alone. Now, I don't know if, if that's talking about the thing that was mentioned before, which is, hey, just give me a couple of hours to, I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to talk about it right now. I yeah, feel of like. Of course, that doesn't mean I don't love But if it's talking about, hey, I want to take a break, that is a bit different, but it probably it might mean he doesn't love you either. I don't know. That's a bit of a I different I feel like one. it's like a, hey, we're both free on a Monday night. Let's hang out. And then he's like, well, I kind of just want to have this night to like, you know, play some video games and chill. And she'll be like, but you're free and I'm free. Why don't you want to see me? You must not love me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, actually, no. And that, that reminds me of things that have happened before as well. And yeah. Yeah. Please <laughs> don't just assume because mm. he's not hanging out with you that like, I came from this international flight once. I was jet lag out of my fucking mind. <laughs> and then I my girlfriend at the time picked me up and it was it was great. I was I was you know, I was so jet I hadn't slept. I was in it I've been on a fucking fourteen hour flight. Yeah. I'm not feeling that great. No way. And then yeah. I did see her I, I saw her for a bit and I was like, Hey, I'm just gonna chill I was in a this is Melbourne, so I was I'm just gonna chill in the hotel for a few hours. And then she got all upset, being like, oh, why didn't you want to see me? Oh. I was like, oh, give me, let me get over some fucking jet lag, <laughs> all right? Leave me alone. Okay. Yeah, that's hard. It was – I also do get – okay, it had been a week. It, but that's – it had been a week, all right? It was not that yeah. long. And I did – yeah, so just don't always assume – like I'm just making this about me. But um, don't always assume if, uh, if a guy doesn't want to see that he just – he doesn't love you or something, okay? Yeah. Just a lot of these are just stop overthinking. Exactly. <laughs> and stop a lot of them. Requ- requesting or requiring all of your partner's spare attention to be on you because at the end of the day, your partner's purpose is not to fulfill your every whim mm. and, and need and desire. You need to be your own person. You need to have your own goals and you need to be able to make yourself happy and, and you know, achieve those emotions on your own. And your partner is an added benefit, but you, you have to like, someone was saying this the other day where it's like, you will always be single. Even if you're married, you're still single. Like stop seeing yourself as one. You're two people. You can't control him. You can't make him be that type of person that you want to be. He is who he is and don't punish him for that and vice versa. Yeah, I think that applies to both Yeah, anyone in any gender ratio of a relationship, yeah. right? You shouldn't expect the other person to make you feel happy. Yeah. If you're feeling, sorry, you shouldn't. It's not a requirement that they need to pick you up when you're feeling down. Now, someone who's in love with you and who cares about you will probably make an effort. Yeah. I would. Yeah. But it shouldn't be, you know, oh, you know I'm still upset after a few days. Why haven't you made me feel better? Yeah. Like, that's just so – that's narcissistic actually. Mm. They're not your parent. Mm. They're your partner. Mm. <laughs> um, True that. All right. Well, that is – Support us. What does that say? Reassure us. Yeah. Support us. Reassure us. 
I'm not sure exactly what that means. I'm assuming it it means, you know, provide empathy to, to yeah, and and sort of value the relationship, yeah. value the bond. Like if things aren't, yeah, you know, things are going a bit tough. Don't just immediately doubt the whole relationship. Yeah. If he's going through a tough time in his life, support him through it. That's a big thing you do hear um, from men on that I see in comments and things like that, where it's like men are willing to stick it out through the tough times, whereas women just, you know, get the divorce papers or whatever. Yeah. Now, uh, again, there's a lot of nuance to something like that, and it depends what you define as tough times. Mm. But... Yeah, uh, if he isn't making you feel amazing, um, but he's made you feel amazing for two, three, four, five years, and then maybe he's lost his job, or maybe mm. he's struggling, maybe he doesn't, he's not as that ready to settle down. Uh, maybe he is. Things are going really fast, and oh, suddenly I'm, you know, we were just dating, and I was just single three years ago. Now suddenly I'm like married, and a baby's we're on gonna the way. have a baby soon. Yeah. Like it's gonna be stressful. Again, yeah, I know a lot of people look to a man as this sort of like support rock, <laughs> rock basically. That's how I see it. As you know, through my uh, tumultuous emotional times, he's going to be the 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 steady mm. ship. But look, that's a pretty crazy time for a man as well. Or even just through so, his own. I think an important one is when men have doubts in relationship. It's very frequent that women may be like if you have doubts it's not meant to be and end things whereas you know in my mm, experience dating men anytime i've had doubts in a relationship and i've communicated that a man has never once been like well we should end this every single boyfriend or partner i've had has been like how can we fix this what can i do what do yeah, you need it. every no one has ever been so alarmed when i said look i'm having i'm going through like a confusing stage right now and i don't know where my head's at and i'm feeling weird about us and you haven't done anything but this is just how i'm feeling no one's ever punished me for that but i think that even, you know, admittedly as a woman especially younger if a guy had told me you know at 21 22 if they had said they had doubts, I'd freak out and be like, holy shit, you don't love me, bye kind of thing. But that's never happened. But Look, I- and that that, hap- that does, you're right, that can happen. And yeah, just trust that he also may be going through an emotional time or a stressful time in his yeah. life and maybe think, oh, all these things are going on at work and in, in my life as well. And like, i got to do this date as well. Like I, I do love her and I want it, but it's just too much for me right yeah. now. And he might say something like, I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I'm not sure if I can do this or something mm. like that. And, and mm. maybe he's saying, hey, can we, can you, he might not be communicating it as effectively possibly, but really what he could be saying is like, I need a bit of support during yeah. this time. Yeah. So that can often be the case when people are like, oh, I'm having doubts. It's more just I'm going through a stressful time and so I'm sort of doubting everything in my life. Yeah, and that's a a very common thing. If you have any kind of like depression or anxiety, that will manifest very often in your relationship. You'll feel disconnected for your relationship. You can feel like completely unmotivated and you can be like, I actually can't manifest or feel any love right now for this person. And that may not necessarily because you don't love them, but you may have depression pretty bad at that point in your life. So Mm. constantly like one of the most common responses I'm saying to people that message me about their relationship issues is that 
all relationships and both genders and all, all genders, shouldn't say both, but all genders, you will ebb and flow in and out of love after a few years of being together or even earlier. That's just, it's basically unavoidable and you can't punish someone for being in like, you know, a low ebb where they're just like, you know, not feeling it as intensely, but they're still there. They're still committed. They're still loyal. It doesn't necessarily mean mm. that's a sign you need to break up because 90% of the time they're going to f- come back up at some point and yeah. so will you and, you know, kind of it's just the way it goes. So would you say that, you know, how you, you always talk about it with, with women, it's like how do you make me feel? With mm. I would say with a lot of men it's am I still feeling the commitment? Yeah. Which is also how you make me feel but it's a – Yeah. I suppose going back to say in a marriage when it can maybe the spark can die down and things – Mm. Um, but the but the commitment is still there. I'm still coming. I'm still yeah. coming home to you every night. And wanting I'm to do still, that. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're still in this partnership where we're cohabitating together and doing various things together as a unit. Mm. As long as that's there, the man is like, okay, the commitment's here. What else? Yeah, like that spark so was just true. the part of the beginning thing. But then men also need to understand that's not necessarily. And no, that, that can make women pretty unhappy. So Yeah. Um, but it's a good point. It's funny you say that because I actually read um, today someone was saying, a woman was saying, like not a, a psychologist or anything, just a girl, was like you don't have to fear in a relationship, don't fear other women. Fear, you know, fear the single life. That's what you should be worried about is not him thinking about other women but him thinking about do I want to be single or do I want to be in a relationship? And it's kind of like tied into that. Do I want to be committed or do I want to be desperately want to be alone and out of this relationship? That's a good point because that's what men are usually – it's not – yeah, there are times when they're having an affair and they're like this other woman's going to make me happy. But that – I would guess, Mm. I don't know for a fact, but I would guess that most of the time they're like – Oh, this is just too overwhelming. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, I'm getting nagged. It's it's there's constant tension. We're not having sex anymore. I'd rather just be alone. Yeah. So the positives of being in a commitment are now the negatives are now outweighing. Yeah. That. So that's what it. That's a good insight. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good thing women could could think about rather than like, oh, is he going to be with another yeah wim- woman? Which is, you know, if he's been in a long-term relationship, it would probably take him a while. Yeah. Um, True that. So, okay, well, we've gone through that. Don't look for us to make you happy. Did we go through that? No. Okay, well, we'll touch on that. That's sort of similar to the other thing, which is that, um, you know, you are still a single. You're still a person with yeah. your own self-worth. And it's exhausting if you're the one that, you know she relies on you to just make her happy all the time i mean again mm-hmm. a good boyfriend will do that mm. and you know in the movies that's always yeah the good the perfect boy is always doing that but like after a while it's like why are you just sad all the time you know like, yeah and it's, it's exhausting because people will subconsciously fall into the trap of i can now you know i'm 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 seeking a little bit of attention so mm. or comfort and I kind of want some intimacy so I'm going to actually have an anxiety attack right now so that my partner like oh, that's really not toxic. dismissing anxiety in any way yeah. but it's kind of this subconscious method that I can't regulate myself yeah. so I'm going to demonstrate and exhibit a lot of symptoms right now knowing that my partner is going to come make me feel better because yeah. that's what I'm really craving so it's kind of this learn to regulate your own emotions 
Yeah. If your partner can help you, that's great. But have the capacity to do so yourself and don't rely on your partner to do it every single time. Yes. And two final things. There's one funny one that I want to end on. But then um, I'm, funnily enough, there hasn't been a lot about sex here. Yeah. Which is ironic, isn't it? Very What I will say, I guess, about sex, because I guess you should just touch on it because it's a major part of relationships. Don't if If you are in a position where he wants it more than you, which... In most situations, again, not always. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read that, I read one of Bettina Arndt's book. I know she's pretty controversial, but oh, yeah. in her studies, nine out of ten times if there's one partner that's saying, I want more sex and they're not giving it to me, nine out of ten times it's the man mm-hmm. in a heterosexual relationship. But that's still ten. That's, mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I want to meet these women. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, I think as you get older, in my experience, at least, as you get to mid-20s and see if I'm dating women more my age or even a bit older, it is much more even keel. Yeah. And it is a lot more um, – it's not necessarily that my sex drive has gone down since I've been 18, mm. probably as a little bit because mm. you're super horny at 18. But, yeah, there, there are times where I actually – even though I joked about it on the last time, but one even just earlier this year there was this point where, like, I was saying we'd already had sex like twice that day and then twice the night before or something. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, I just actually just can't. Yeah. And then she a, went to the bedroom and like pleasured herself. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I can imagine if a man did that. Wow. Um, but, you know, it was also. What a woman. Yeah. Love it was her. also, it's, it's kind of hot, but also like when it's actually happening, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was actually like, I just want to watch the movie. <laughs> Let, leave me alone. Please, can we actually just watch Netflix and just chill? Yeah, and it's not like I, it was like four times. Yeah. It's like I'm, I actually physically can't. Yeah. Anyway, it's a well, funny, funny little anecdote. But, okay, so when a man, if a man is in that situation where you feel like he's the one always pressuring you for pestering you for sex, and, and I say pressuring, not forcing. There's a yeah. difference there. And um, don't always have this mentality of like, oh, just, a, you know, gross pig that just wants one yeah. thing and doesn't care about me he's just using me all right this whole thing of like you're just using me for sex we all want sex we all want to have sex all right this whole i've never i do get it if it's you know it's if a man's lying to you on a first and second date to just get in your pants then you can make the argument like yeah all right he's using me but in a relationship all right it might actually be a flaw on the way you perceive so you might have had bad experiences that you sort of see it as this, still see it as this dirty act that is no. more for the man or whatever. Because mm. it's really because what he wants to do is is bond. Like that's a love language for for all men, right? You're right. So, but at the same time, when you have been sitting with your partner for hours or whatever, chilling, watching TV, and and or, or he's doing his thing and you're doing your thing, and then he comes and gives you a kiss because he wants to get laid Mm -hmm. it does make you feel like an object it does make you feel like okay he wants to get off now so now he's going to come give me some cuddles and be like i'll be all cute and like you know baby voice or whatever okay but then wouldn't wouldn't can i then challenge that and say it might make you feel that way but and i'm not saying you have to do it in that situation but maybe just don't see it as him objectifying you but rather he wants to he wants to bond like he wants to connect or maybe 
as I mentioned in the last podcast, find ways to show intimacy outside of when you're about to get laid. It takes 10 seconds to, to kiss your girlfriend or push your hair behind a shoulder or your wife and then say, you look pretty today or I'm having fun watching this movie with you or but- a cuddle. It's that kind of when you haven't had any sort of foundation to intimacy leading up to that point regardless of the reasoning behind it from the male's perspective, this is how a woman's going to feel. And then you all come to me and say, why doesn't she want to fuck me? And I tell you why. Okay. And But sorry, go on. And then it's, well, that's basically it. It's just that when you keep, you know, guys keep saying, well, she doesn't want to have sex with me. And I'm like, well, when did you, when did you give her a kiss? And when did you show her, you know, an intimate kind of affection or things like that? And he'll be like, well, I didn't. And I'll be like, well, you need to kind of put down the foundation work. That's the way it is for women. It's a, it's a, it's a long, it's a long game kind of thing. Yeah. The long game as in the day or the afternoon or the evening, you got to put in that groundwork. That's why at the start of relationship, aside from like pheromones, hormones, whatever, you're going to have sex more often because you're doing those things more often because you're just more inclined to, you know, be stroking her arm as sure. you're watching a movie or whatever. Okay, I I agree. But but what if it is a situation where he has done some of those things? So say you have watched yeah. the movie for two hours and, you know, it, it has been a good date and maybe yeah. he's put in a bit of effort, you know, he's he's, he's um, organized the, the date a little bit or even if it's a mutual organization, we've, put, we've both sort of like taken steps to have a good time. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie... Yeah, he puts his hand on you and starts – he doesn't immediately go and yeah. – okay, yeah, don't do this. Don't just immediately go for the ass or whatever, <laughs> right? But, like, yeah. you, you know, if he does, it's almost as though sometimes as soon as the man touches the woman, oh, you just want you just want sex. Like, I know you yeah. just want sex. It's like, well, how am I supposed to initiate that intimacy if as soon as I do anything – you know, yeah. what? It, it's sometimes even just a look like, oh, I know what that look means. Yeah. And it's like, okay, clearly there's been a buildup of resentment here yeah. that hasn't been talked about. So, again, you don't want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But also you got to give some sort of credence to what, yeah. like, he wants and, and, and that he's not just some dirty pig that wants to – you know, get it, get it in. He wants to bond and he wants to connect and he wants to feel appreciated. Exactly. And attractive. It's so true. And not to harp on about this point, but this is why it's really important to have like non-sexual intimate moments, because then if you are having, you know, this kind of kiss and then she's like, you're just wanting sex, whatever, you're kind of accidentally rope learning or rope teaching your partner that when I kiss you, it's because I expect like sex so even if you just go to for a little kiss like a hello she's back (laughs) speaking of pussy um even if you just go for like a sweet and simple kiss and then she's instantly pulling away it's because she's assuming okay now this means you know we're gonna have sex but in the situation that you're saying where you've kind of been putting in effort and you're you know having you've done all these things and you've been having like cuddles on the couch and things like that do it more than one night in a row like maybe make it a consistent thing so she doesn't feel like you put in all this effort just to get laid but also I think that in terms of like intimacy and I know you already said don't just go straight in and like go like here's my dick put in your mouth kind of thing but (laughs) put it like (laughs) put some effort into like you know a little bit of foreplay or I think that it's always best to start with like slow touch doesn't necessarily have to even be on like a sexual zone but if you're thinking I'm gonna have like I want to have sex tonight. Don't 
start and you don't I mean and I don't mean like I mean slow touch before even foreplay so like yeah the rubbing on the arm or something is such or touching hair for a little bit just like this kind of intimate like warming her to your touch is really important I okay. think yeah well I agree but I do still think that you know there are situations where you guys would even do that and then immediately yeah. oh I know what you want and yeah Again, you don't want you to can't get it win to that and you point. Can't. Yeah, there's and no then, winning. And then, yeah. and then he's like, oh, and then she's like, well, that makes me, you know, doesn't make me feel good when you yeah. like. And it's just this real talk, which is so common. And it that, is. that is marriage, yeah. from what I can. And that book gather. you were talking about before, <laughs> she literally says, "What's her name?" But but Bettina Art. Bettina Art. She yeah. literally says, "Sometimes you got to have sex, even if you're not." you know gagging for it in that moment yeah just do it for the sake of intimacy and connection for a lot bond. of yeah a lot of you know therapists may disagree with that it is a, I nowadays somewhat, it's a controversial yeah, statement i kind of agree with it especially because you know for some women it's um you know you feel you, you get um aroused and then you want to be stimulated which it is for men you get aroused you get an erection most of the time and then you want to be stimulated but for women mm-hmm. very often it can be in reverse where you get stim- you need stimulation in order to become aroused mm. so that arousal may not hit and so you're saying no 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 but then the second you start having sex you're like oh cool, I'm into this, whatever. Yeah. So I'm not saying just do it, but it's something to be conscious of to know when, what stage during sex do you get aroused? Is it before? Is it after? In what circumstances are you getting aroused? Is it when you're feeling calm, you're not stressed, all the housework is done? Mm-hmm. Or is it just as soon as he's kind of, you know, showing you attention? It's There's so many factors to it, there's which is so hard. There's so many factors, yeah. I know. But, okay, I know we could do. We should probably do a whole podcast we on should. this. We should. One thing, okay, maybe you don't want to see it as just the sex thing, right? If you value the bond and you value the relationship, mm-hmm. which are things I think that could even be added in this list, sometimes do things that are for the sake of the relationship. Yeah. And and I'm not, okay, let, it sounds like I'm being like, just, just fuck him even if you don't want to. Okay, try this. Make him feel, do things that are going to make him feel confident. Forget mm. about the sex. Do mm. something that's going to make him feel confident and, and attractive. Yeah. Because then if he feels confident and attractive, you're going to be attracted. It's yeah. more likely you're going to be attracted to him. Yeah. It's more likely you're going to be receptive to his advances. Exactly. So don't think about it as a sex thing. If you value the man, if you value the relationship, just think about it as like, I'm going to do something today to make him feel confident. Just yeah. that. Just yeah. that. Because if... If it is a situation where, like, oh, every time he touches me, I just get icky because I know he just wants to get in and, like, you know, treat me like an object and you dismiss him, he's going to feel like shit. His whole self-esteem is going to go down. He's not going to be confident. And then it's not going to be attractive every time he does initiate sex. Exactly. It's going to be a turn off Mm because he's going to be this needy little... He's then gonna come across desperate. as this needy little boy. And she's going to get turned off by that. it's going to be even more of a turn yeah. off. So forget the sex then and just... Think about how can I make him feel a bit confident tonight? Yeah, exactly. And like then, if you're not in the mood, genuinely, that's one thing maybe. But if you're getting the ick, that's something, or you're cringing, you need to look into that and to see why am I feeling like this? What is lacking mm. in this scenario that makes me have that kind of visceral, like literal feeling of cringe? Because it's, yeah, yeah. it's not normal. It's not. Because, yeah, neediness is never attractive. Like, people yeah. want to be wanted. Yeah. But if it's need, if it's like, oh, I need to, I, you know, oh, we never have sex. Like, yeah. it's just, 
Yeah. You're going to get that sort of mother, son. It, it's very unattractive. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, from what I've heard. Yeah. So anyway, we could go on for a lot about this. Damn, I should be a therapist. Do it. Give me my sex advice. All right. <laughs> um, and to finish off, this is a funny one. Know what you want to eat sometimes. <laughs> All right. Just do it. Just, no, just when we say, just have, just even if you don't care, just say something then. Bloody oath. I don't know how women are so indecisive. When someone, I have the opposite issue where I'm like, no, let's go here. Let's go where I want to eat. Like, oh, I always go. know where I want to eat. There you go. Be more like me. Be more like <laughs> All right. Well, that was a that was a spicy one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have any other things that men want women to know, um, trying to think if there's anything I I quickly think of that we missed that I can touch on. Um, no, nothing really. Um, there'll be like thousands. We'll be thinking later know, tonight, be being like, "Shit, yeah, we should have said this one." We, we'll probably do part two. <laughs> these are such common yeah. sort of things that, and probably going to be popular that people are going to listen to. So, um, you can probably, yeah, you know what? Even send some in if you want. Um, we we might do one, and maybe how about in like six months or something? We do yeah. another one. We do a reunion. Yeah, and um, I did say I'm going to find that TikTok, so I might. Oh, yeah. Just take a, a minute to quickly find it as I'm doing that. Um, Can you multitask? Let's, to, let's put this no, to I'm the test. No, I'm a man. Obviously, I can't, right? It's already uh, struggling. So I've got to scroll through our chat to find it. <laughs> Here we go. When you make that, ooh, it sounds a bit dodge. When you're like scrolling through our chat. Oh, oh here it is. It's, yeah, all, what? it's all business. <laughs> okay, well, it's just, yeah, it's all business. It's all right. um, so... It's from someone called KC.Araya. How do you spell? A-R-I-A-H. KC.A-R-I-A-H. Like the letters KC? Yes. Okay. The letters KC.A-R-I-A-H. And then it was in December-ish, so you can scroll down a bit. But it was great. It was great. Um, He's not going to put the link. He's just going to make you do the hard work. (laughs) We might. We might. If it's an audio podcast, we won't. But (laughs) if you're not on the YouTube one. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. Um, I hope it didn't make you uh, get the ick by (laughs) hearing a man complain a little bit. Yeah. And vent and not be a a stoic rock. Well done. Even though I do aim for that. And I think you should still aim for that. But, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. Be like a flexible rock, like a little Play-Doh. There you go. See, as soon as you put the phone near the thing, that that disruption occurs. All right. Technology. Yeah, be be Play-Doh. Malleable rock. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. Uh, Share this with someone who you think might need to hear it. And we'll see you next time. See you next week.